Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast, episode 35, MLS Week 33. I am your host, Brent Goebel, joined by Brennan. Wow, Brendan brought so much energy. I dare. I don't it's that iced coffee, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Tyler Thomas. And we just want to remind you that we are the Real Salt Lake podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge and soccer experience. Not the best tagline, but you know, you know we're working yeah. on it. Hey, yeah. don't don't discount your abilities, yeah. Brand. That's a pretty good line. I like yeah. it. And you're you're well, perfect for this podcast. It's it's, it's stuck every around. level of experience. Yeah. Even if you're barely learning what offsides is. <laughs> What's offsides? Is that where like... Oh, oh, don't worry. We'll get into it in the offseason. No, it's offsiders. <laughs> is that when the guy tackles him and then... Why should the nines? It's offsiders. Guys, <laughs> offsiders. All right, so... L.A. L.A. Galaxy. The yeah. flopping, floppiest bunch of flops that ever flopped. Diana, <laughs> you know, I, is L.A., are the Galaxy part of the Cascadia teams i mean are they it's like you've got <laughs> seattle portland and la galaxy does that make up the cascadia no it's Vancouver. diving team but yes it, there is a diving team on the on the coast out there 14, I guess I wanted... 14 penalties on the year la galaxy have earned i say in air quotes earned earned 14 penalties hmm. on the year i mean hmm. for the amount of effort chicharito put into the middle one where he Got a yellow card for flopping. You know, that one was a lot of effort. So, But he did score 9.8 on difficulty for <laughs> was, the dive. It was, it was beautiful. It was a double twist. Yeah. yeah. And a back handspring. Well, spring? when you do that know, in the, the pike position, it's a little more difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds like we have any idea what we're talking about <laughs> diving, <laughs> no. and we just don't. So, but. so let's get to the, to the lineup. We had a little... Um, Debate last episode on who, how the lonely lineup would would go, and yeah, uh, and it went right back to crap. Well, it, it's interesting. <laughs> we ran a poll, and uh, Brant even voted for me in the poll, so that Fat was fingers. cool. Fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, won what? the poll, but they ended up lining up almost exactly like Brant said. Well, almost. So we had McMath in the goal. We started with goalkeeper. We don't. Do we always need to say that? Because I mean, I, I think know. we should He's just say McMath and goal in the first episode, and then forever on <laughs> until there's a change, we'll just say the other ten. Oh. Well, Gomez did play against Atlas, so and so we could have said Gomez in goal, which is a new thing. Normally, it's McMath. <laughs> then we had Herrera, Glad, and Silva. I think we all had those three. Yeah, for the most part. Least, yeah. In the back, mm-hmm. and then. They kind of on the on the MLS. TV and the MLS. They yeah. had five in the middle. We had Oviedo, Caldwell, which none of us saw coming. <sighs> Did not see that coming. Lawfulsend pretended to fall on a grenade, which I think uh, you guys had. I didn't really have Lawfulsend, but he was there. And Ojeda and Brody, which I think we all did. We all have Ojeda. So were we supposed to do? Like what we thought was going to happen or what we Just wanted line. to happen? Well, we went with want. Okay, because yeah, I was going to say, because mine was drastically different. Yeah. And then uh, we had Cordova and Sabarino. Did you uh, say Brody? Yeah, we had Brody. Oh, okay. So that's a big midfield. That's so many midfielders. 
Well, it's not really a big midfield, but there was a lot of them in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And it, Brody really didn't play outside back. Oviedo did, right? It kind of at times looked like a four four two as well. Yeah, that's why I was a little confused because he played a little farther back. And then it was almost like Lawfulson was playing like the point, like the attacking midfielder. And then at times it was like he was playing the nine. He was pressuring the keeper and the center backs to pass. I was like, oh, wow. Is that? It was, it was interesting. I liked it. Because, yeah. you know, he had the speed, and that's that's really like a, if he had, you know, higher quality feet on the ball, that's a very expensive player to have. Yeah, I, I wonder. I didn't have a problem watching the game. I was really wanting to see Luna in that position. Because I think Luna is more creative. Uh, so... But if if you could combine Lafelson and, and Luna, holy smokes, oh, you, you uh they're not in the MLS anymore. No, 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 they're that good. But I did like Lafelson's play and I was also I think the man of the match might have been Brody. What? I yeah, thought, I buddy. Thought, our man Brody. <laughs> I thought Brody was all over the place. He had a couple of late shots. Um he was in the middle of everything I, I was really surprised yeah I, I i also saw a couple people online saying man when we took lawfulson out and put luna in things changed and not in a good way and i think it was the combination of luna lawfulson and julio cordova um the sub julio in cordova out uh that that made that happen but that's in the second half yeah. we'll, we'll hold off on that so anything happened in the... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just talk about the second half, and they go, well, we're just going to come back to the first half. <laughs> a little side-eye from Tyler to Brennan. <laughs> Usually oh, Brennan is uh, the one <laughs> keeping us in the first half. Yeah, stay in the first half, damn it. So RSL, 36% possession, LA Galaxy, 63. Do you think that's just a product of we scored early, and then they held the ball a lot after that? I don't know. Thanks for the insight, Brent. How about you, Brennan? Okay, can we stop talking about the entire game stats and talk about the first half? Like, what happened in the first half? So what did you see in the first half, Brennan? What I saw was we scored in the first half. It Tell was impressive. Tell us about the goal. Um, so uh, one of our guys went down the right side. He crossed it in. Cordova used his face to, to redirect the ball into the back of the net. It was pretty impressive. Also, there was... No, I'm sorry. It's not good. That, that Cut this a, out. This, Cut it out. That was a really fast... Let, let's rewind and, and let's, start let's, the... Let's focus here. Okay, so is it? did we win the ball? Was it Ojeda that won the ball? I gotta be honest Yeah, Ojeda won the ball I, on the I, side. I totally forgot. I can't remember if it was a throw-in or, or a... Or a law ball in, but he he won the ball, turned and played it to the middle to Savarino, and then Savarino um, played it out to Brody, and then Brody got Herrera on the overlapping run, and that was that was an impressive combination because Herrera like dead sprints up there. Yeah, Herrera was working super hard. Yep. I was super impressed with that guy. Yeah, he and Brody combined really well. It it makes me think that, you know, his stat sheet that came out last week where he said that uh, Andrew Brody is his favorite player, 
um, really. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, was not, hilarious. <laughs> was not really <laughs> that far off. <laughs> His favorite player was Andrew Brody. Because a lot of times it'll be like Ronaldo, Messi. Who's your favorite player? Andrew Brody. I was like Herrera. That's fantastic, dude. Yeah, there was a similar play in what minute is that right there? The 39th minute? 31st. 31st minute, yeah. That was really similar to the goal, and it was just off again with that combination. To me, it was great. We were owning them down that side, that right side. We really worked them. Well, I think Herrera allows us to do that, and then we put on the big size of Cordova, and Cordova was getting a little more crafty. Um, getting in on the inside of his defender because generally he likes to piggyback on the back left and this time he stuck into the right nice little cheeky run and got some space yeah and that header was something huh he kind of falls down backwards because it's the place that Herrera had to put it to get it past the defender and then Cordoba like saw that and had to come back for it and he comes back and like is falling it's like a fall away three you know what I mean yeah Doing a fadeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Really clutch. But it went right where it needed to go, which he does that once a game now. If we put him in good positions and get him the ball open, oh, he'll a, kick it in. He's now, he's honestly, I think, a finisher now. I think he's ready to, he's going to be, if we get it to him, he's going to put it away. Isn't that great compared to where he was at the first of the season? And, and it's Would not, you call that progress? Well, yeah, and it's also well-deserved because he's been staying after practice and practicing. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... Working hard, yeah. Yeah, I just wish everybody on our team had that same mentality. One thing, too, I found interesting is that RSL brought the bite in this game. They looked like they were ready to go, which has been lacking for game after game after game. There was a little more intensity, and I don't know if if that's just a product of only two games left and waiting until... Uh, you need to be motivated, but I, I think it's a product of frustration. Um, because yeah, Pablo can motivate and do all this stuff, but realistically, all these upsetting games that we've had, the players are finally taking it to heart, and they're actually you know wanting to make the change. And I think you know we've always talked about how we don't have a plan, we don't have an identity, and all that stuff. But now we are going back to being the underdog again. You know what I mean? We're outside the table, and now we know this is where we're going to essentially thrive, I guess you could say, even though we don't really thrive. No, I love it. But it's where where the players are going to understand the significance of every game. So that's why I'm excited for this next game. But Yeah, I I call that, when I coach kids, I call it the pressure dog. I just want you to be that little puppy that runs around and wants all sorts of attention until you get the ball, I need pressure, pressure, pressure. So we call that pressure dog with working with the little kids because they understand that concept, right? <laughs> like that's how you should be breathing when you're pressure dogging it. And you know what? I saw that a ton from Oviedo today, today on that game, during the game. Boy was hustling, and he was really ticking off Araujo. Yeah, there was a play in the uh, – and I was going back to Cordova – what minute was it? About the 28th, 29th minute, 27th minute, where uh, they kind of came together on the sideline. and well, but Yeah, but before that, just before that, Oviedo goes in and he starts pressure dogging, right? I think somebody gets the ball up the, up the wing there, and he comes in and he's just like, on him, ah, I got it, I'm going to. And then Arujo comes in and Ojeda just keeps after it, keeps after it, keeps after it. And then he goes down. Oviedo. 
And Arujo stands over the top of him. Steps on him. And, like, steps on him. Yeah, and then it's like, what is happening? How is the ref, the fourth official, not seeing any of this? Well, the fourth official runs over. To push him off of him. Yeah. But then, but then the but then center official doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say anything to him. Like, it no was just replay. like, oh, okay. Yeah, he, like, stumped on him. And yeah. Cordova goes over and... That was my favorite part about it. It's like Cordova goes over there, sticks up for his team, and which you probably wouldn't have seen eight ten in the middle of the season. But look at that nice stomp right on him, and I love how Cordova comes over and is just like, "Hey, that knock it off, get out of here." So I love it. I love it. Teammates sticking up for each other, and that was Oviedo. I think I said Ojeda in there once, but but yeah that was Oviedo he he really showed me something i hadn't seen from him before in this game and that was that pressure hustle pressure dog and as i call it you know like really getting after those la attackers and making them make decisions before they wanted to which i love for real so like we need to do more of that more often yeah well i felt in the first half you know after we get this goal you can see how la's kind of you know, moving quick, trying to get a uh, trying to get a goal and get up there fast. You can see that on the podcast. Well, you can see that on the podcast because we're watching it. But um, <laughs> one thing, one thing I think that really screwed us was the fact that we crowded the box. We didn't trust our back line. You know what I mean? We we relied too much on our our midfield to to save us, and that was the reason why I think we got all those penalties because we had a midfielder who is trying to play defense when we have ample guys in front of the guy on the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just it it didn't make sense. It was it was very frustrating. And that's that's another it's another downside to the 352. A very big downside to the 352 because do you if you're going to play that way, you still have to have faith in that 3. But if the if the midfielder crowding the box, then that that just dilutes the actual quality that is you know, a dependable back line. Well, and and that's what happened to draw the first penalty is Ricky Puig. Push, push, push. 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 Is he too good for MLS? Uh, is he? Is, so is he posh. ruining his career Ricky in the MLS? Ricky was so posh, bro. Okay, so Caldwell comes back and sticks his foot out. And it's right in the path of where Ricky's running. And he gets It's him. not a fully committed... But it's such a weak tackle, yeah. man. Like it's 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 like one of those like oh I'll help you out, uh, but, maybe not. And it goes back to what I've said throughout the year, which is, are we looking to poke the ball away or are we looking to win the ball? Yeah, we, that, there's we, a huge difference. Because there's also if he fully commits to that, that's a different thing. You know what I mean? If he's yeah. getting the ball and he's fully committed to that and then gets him, that's not a penalty whatsoever. But this little baby tap where he's just gonna barely clip his right foot. That's a penalty. Like, you know, go in all dumb. in or not. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's dumb, and we I, hate it because it's soft, but... I'd rather see Herrera come in with his 10-foot slide trying <laughs> to get it and missing him totally than just a little t- little toe poke well, to his big toe. Thoughts on uh, Caldwell get him being out. in there? Yeah, I. there were five times during that first half where I was like, why is he on the field? Why do we have such a huge long gap of him not starting, and then all of a sudden, when it's serious time to win points, we put him in? Yeah, was is Ruiz hurt? Is Ruiz out of favor? Did he not practice real hard on Wednesday? Like, come on, man! 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything against Scott Caldwell, but we got to play him at the right time and for the right purpose. And just like bees, who I think should play more when we're ahead or killing off the game. If you're gonna have Caldwell in there, I'd rather have Beasler. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna choose those between those two. I'd rather have Beasler. That's like Beasler's but, bigger. He's got more strength. He holds the ball better. He doesn't make you mistakes. Know, Scott Caldwell and Beasler, you, you know, trying to pick them to go in is kind of like picking either eating cat poop or dog poop. You know what I mean? Like it's still <laughs> poop. <laughs> it's just different brands. So either way, it's still poop. It's still gonna stink. And let's let's put an actual soccer player in there. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, cat poop is a little more like a Cheeto. So oh, I guess yeah, that's, I guess that's Caldwell. Yeah, and then and dog poop would be Beasler. More like hummus or something. But well, uh, yeah, we'll go with Cheetos and hummus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so not not to do, to besmirch uh, no, two, no, no, no. two great, great guys. Yeah, the good players, but the quality that we need right now, especially going against LA Galaxy with the Cheech squad, um, it's it's a little. And yeah, I guess Ruiz just hasn't had. Um, the games that they're expecting him to have so that was a little frustrating and uh there was one going back to the lineup there was one that i really wanted to see and that was miram uh as much as i like luna i think miram brings some creativity to the game he brings organization and he brings control and he he brings definitely a quality because i mean when he did come in uh, not to skip to the second half. Like oh! that, but, but no, but when he did come in, I'm not going to say anything about it. When he did come in, he did create a lot of options. And and we didn't see that in the first half. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like Miriam as a super sub. I, I fully and, think ideally. so. I think we need to save his legs. And he's a, he's, a, he's a top notch. You know, even if he's coming in for 45. You know what I mean? Well, there's two games left. I think if. Now's the time they should be playing. Should have saved Miram's legs 16, Six games, 16 ago. games ago. Yeah. So Miram is ready to start the last two games, especially when we find ourselves in the exact same position we were last year with a win in your in. Yeah. Which, we started so good this which year, is, man. Ah. To my, in my mind, is totally unacceptable. And I think that's the – we can talk about Pablo however you want, but whenever you want. But I do think that that's the difference – that's the difficult part with Pablo is that he's great at these type of situations where the pressure's on and perhaps uh, getting lucky with a, a roster change or lineup change and getting the right players in. But if that's the only way he's successful is when we're when things are on the line, we're always going to be on the line instead of yeah. It's kind of so like the, he's starting to sound like a great assistant coach. Yeah, yeah we this team. Has no business being needing a win on the last day, a not, win in your end situation. Yeah, not for the way we started the not season. Not for the way we started the season, and not for the way the quality that we brought in. Yeah, yeah, with some of the this roster, I mean, it's nowhere near. I mean, we should be fighting for fourth or fifth, maybe even third. When you consider that, in the last, I I did some math that was really hard. Really, math? Yeah, I had to take my shoes off. Did you do Mac math? <laughs> didn't do math. <laughs> but in the last 18 games, RSL has 19 points. They have four wins in 18 games, seven losses, seven draws. The 15 games before that, seven wins, four draws, four losses. Mm. Wow. 
That is that is not good. Four wins in eighteen games. And you know what? What that ends up happening is kind of like in in leadership or management, right? Like when uh, a manager gets told they managed a crisis really well, right? Like last year, Pablo managed a crisis really well, right? If you get told that, sometimes then you take it to that next level of, oh, okay, I do well in a crisis, but there's no crisis right now. We're doing well. What do I do now, right? Am I still needed? Am I still important, <laughs> right? Like, Are you so, suggesting that Pablo's a drama queen? And that no, what we I'm need saying drama? is <laughs> maybe he only does well in a crisis. And that's different than performing well in a crisis and in normal time, too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the feeling I, I have. That's probably a better way of describing what I'm seeing or feeling with, with Pablo at the moment because we went through the last 18 games was a crisis. Yeah. But it gets down to the last two where we need a win. And and honestly, a lot of stuff has fallen our way up till now. Holy Minnesota cow. tanking with us, <laughs> right? I mean, Portland losing at the last second in at LAFC. Week after week after week. Uh, well, that was in Portland, too. That last game was in Portland. And LAFC scored in the 95th minute of seven minutes of stoppage time. Ooh. And the dude just went on this crazy slalom. He ran through the box and kicked it in. And Portland was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. That was nuts. That was a crazy <laughs> ending to that game. Because if they, if not, we would have had to do, do we want to do playoff scenarios now or do we want to hold no. off till halftime? Yeah, let's wait till halftime. But we okay. can uh, – I do want to have – there's a couple other players that had a great first half. I thought Ojeda. Uh, had a great first half, I think. Yeah, you know, he's still young. He's going to make mistakes, but that guy—that is... guy's not going to be on our team next year. Well, we have... <laughs> There's no way. He's not. I was thinking about that because, like, I was watching this game, like looking at him. I'm like, yeah, he's uh, he's on loan for a reason. Uh, he's not going to stay here because I don't. I don't feel he. He's probably going to waste his career if he comes here. Well, no, I think it's a good opportunity waste for him. Career. Come on, we have because him, we has... have him through next year. We do. We got yeah, a two-year loan with him. No, it's a one-year loan. This year, like a, a oh, calendar, calendar, oh, calendar year. year. Yeah, I. I mean, we only played three games for Nottingham Forest in the last year or two. Well, also the way Nottingham Forest is playing right now. Oh, I mean, I don't think four to the last place Leicester, <laughs> who hadn't had a win at all. <laughs> Jesse Lingard's like, I wish I was back at Man U, even yeah. though they got her, but. Kick. So Yikes. I thought Ojeda had a, a great first half. Loffelson impressed me as always. McMath. McMath had a great first half. Blocking a penalty kick. And there were there were a, I was looking at the halftime stats and there were a lot of shots. There was like eight or nine, and I was like, Oh yeah, there were quite a few that if McMath wasn't there, they would have went in. But uh, wonderful. they weren't dangerous. <laughs> kick save. Oh, well, yeah, the free yeah. kick save, the penalty kick save. Well, and I thought it was interesting. I think RSL had three corners in the first four minutes. Yeah. And then that was only and had three was corners all the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but LA didn't win a lot of corners either. LA only had two for the amount yeah. of time they were uh, putting pressure on us. But they had two penalty kicks, too. So maybe we should add those. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh-huh. so bad. Anyway. Yeah. But I love the fact Chicharito. Got the yellow card for the the dive we talked about. And Kevin Stott was having none of it. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about Kevin Stott? Final game. He retired after. May he uh, rest in peace. <laughs> he didn't die. How he many years? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> How many years was it? 20-something? Uh, he was a, uh, an original. Yeah. 
He his first MLS game was the seventh game in MLS history. Wow! So he yeah, has been, been there. That is an incredible start. Wow. So amazing, Kevin. He's been around, and he's one of the better ones. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't, but he was. He's uh, guy you could count on to do uh, a refereeing job. Yeah, he he could show up and. The game would go on, but I'm sure we. Everybody's itching to get to the second half. So well, anyway, I think he called it a little light in the first half, and it may it caused some players to lose their mind a little bit. Like Araujo on on LA, he seemed to be like off his game, mm. like we were in his head, you know, kind of a thing, which I thought was funny. And then right after that, um. Uh, we we win the ball and kind of head upfield, and as soon as uh, Cordova kind of backs off the attack, he slows down. Everybody kind of gets into position. Then Ricky P- Puig comes up and starts push whatever his name is. So, comes up and starts pressuring, and uh, Cordova just passes it to him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> what just happened, dude? And then and then he plays it forward, and Chicharito just through ball right and he's like i'm gonna score a goal oh yeah justin glad's fast i'm gonna square this ball and hope someone was there and if you go back to the very start of the play somebody was there that's the funniest part the very start of the play there's two guys that should have been making that run and neither one of them made the run and so he does have a point you know yeah anyway so cordoba kind of plays it up Chicharito takes off. He's in, but he's slow. He's old. He's not. He's not the Chicharito of his twenties, where he would have. Where he would have still in, messed up, but he would run faster. Kicked it up <laughs> off his face and hit the post, and then had it block. You know, oh. run across the goal line and then tap it in. That was the best Chicharito <laughs> goal I've ever seen. Like full on in his face. Oh, I love that one. Oh, man. yeah. I wonder. I'm not a huge fan of Chicharito. I probably said that a bunch of times. <laughs> the little P. Because I, I hate it when really good players resort to the BS in the game. You know, the flopping, the diving, and the whining and the crying. Yeah, like Arujo did a lot of that too. I didn't like the way he played either. I just wonder how many if the, his other teammates like playing with him. Right, because if Chicharito, they, you mean? yeah, if they like playing with him, maybe they go on that run with him. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he just he just squares it through Glad's legs and like, where not, is everybody? Really? You guys but also, didn't run? I mean, he's not looking. Like, I mean, that just shows like why? Like, I, yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, if I know, I'm going to be seeing if somebody's running with me before I even, or, or may, maybe he knows. Yeah, he no wants to do the running. no look pass. Yeah, and, and he's kind of like, <laughs> oh come on, guys, uh, like, oh, man, man. really? I'm the only one who can run. Yeah, he grinds my gears. I don't like Chicho. <laughs> so, f- pretty good first half. I thought I was really surprised. I expected uh, overall. I, I expected RSL not to play as well as they did in the first half. And in the game in general. Well, I was thinking it was going to be three. I expected, yeah. (laughs) I expected LA Galaxy to play better than they did. Yeah. So it kind of worked out for us in the long run. And no, it was not 3 0. It should have been. (laughs) It could have been. I mean, 
once you sit and watch the game and you're like, oh, hey, we we played well. I still, though, I still am a little upset that we can't get Severino in scoring position. I was just going to say that. I feel like we're not utilizing Severino correctly. Well, I don't think we are either. We're trying him to, we're make like the way we do this 3-5-2, we're trying to make him orchestrate more when really he sh- he's a receiver. You know what I mean? Like we, we get it to him to create. But now he's like trying to be on the ball, do things like he needs a partner. He needs a buddy. Yeah, well, he should be on the wing, right? He's, he loves to be on the wing. I think so. And we're playing him in the middle or up top or... Or in some sort of a hybrid role. And he did help create the goal. I mean, he was in on it for sure, you know? Like, he contributed to it. But, yeah, interesting. But to Pablo's credit, they did have Oviedo on the left. Right. Yay. And... Um, Congratulations, you, you Brody you, on the right. You know how to put a player in his favorite position. <laughs> well, I think I think Oviedo uh, showed really well too, for the first time. I think we were like, oh, okay, this is that World Cup kid. Oh, the, this the, kid's gonna you, go to the World we Cup. We play him in his position, and all of a sudden, what he showed that he can play well. I think he's played there before, but this is they the game where we're like, right. okay, he's our he's our boy now. Right, like they mostly had him like on the this. on the right and left Brody on the left. Okay, halftime. Let's get to halftime. Well, so why 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 is Rialso like always do this? Why why do they always find a way to take something that can work? Right, they can take something that can work, and they go, "Hey, what if we make it do something that it's not necessarily supposed to do, but it might can do," and then. Mess it all up. Yeah, it's like a chef, right? Who has the perfect lasagna, and yet he wants to go. He wants to make a pizza. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Take that lasagna and turn it into a a pizza. Yeah, a beautiful lasagna, and you're like, do you think we can make this pasta into a crust? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's so frustrating. Because when Oviedo first got here, he's like, oh, no, we don't want you at a left back. We're going to put you at a left mid. See how well you do. Maybe you can. That way, we don't hurt Brody's feelings. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> did you did you sign a left back so we can hurt Brody's feelings, or did you sign a left back to try to play left mid? Like what? Like well, is it kind of like uh, the way I like to do it? Anytime you have lasagna or spaghetti or anything, you just put it right on top of that piece of uh, garlic bread. You know, it's it's like. <laughs> do, did you guys ever watch? Uh, make a garlic bread sandwich. Do you there ever you watch like uh, Top Gear when they went to Scotland? And in Scotland, everything's fried, and so he okay. makes he makes like a, a spaghetti bolognese, and then he fries it, <laughs> and then gives it to uh, Jeremy. So it's like the Iowa State Fair every yeah. day in Scotland. Yeah, every day. So they just fry everything. But this is just, it's so frustrating, man. And then you look at it, and like we got called, we got Caldwell in there. We, I mean. We're, this is supposed to be a game. If we win this game, what we're automatically in almost. No, well, no, but no, I mean, we're it we're sitting we're sitting yeah. pretty. We we can get away with a tie or whatever. Yeah, we could have got away with a tie if we would have won this game. <clears throat> and I just don't understand, like, why, 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 why do we do a three-five-two? What is our success rate with a three-five-two? Well, who do who do you take out of this formation? Caldwell. Okay. Brody. Where do you put him? Caldwell and Brody. Okay, so you take out two. Okay, yeah. so you take out Caldwell and Brody. Mm-hmm. 
And then who do you plug in? We put in Pablo in there, even though he's Pablo's not doing... way past his prime, dude. He's the coach. <laughs> Pablo <laughs> Ruiz. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pablo's way past his prime. We'll leave the jokes to the professionals. <laughs> I think he isn't Pablo the same age as uh, Beasler. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the same age. No, he's so the same age do, as Beastler's older brother who played in the World Put Cup. Put Minestroni in there. Kill the game, Minestroni. Blair coach. Grow out your Blair mustache. coach. Yep. Get Rooney back. But I just I don't I, I don't see it. I don't understand it. It's frustrating. Yeah, to me, Caldwell is the player for sure that it's like one of these things is not like the other honestly you know? i mean like I, I like how he plays i just didn't think this game called for his skill set well this is a safe space right yeah this is this is not gonna okay this yeah. isn't gonna go anywhere else <laughs> just a hundred okay. people or two i would be more excited to get caldwell's autograph than beasler's just saying harsh bro so like i'm glad that we at least got caldwell in there and not beasler because Beasler looks like he needs to, you know, stretch. This might be his last year ever, bro. I think <gasps> no, he should be a little nicer. The dynasty is over. I know. Be nice. Be nice. Be oh, nice. Sorry. His brother played in the be World kind, Cup. Be kind. Rewind. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> be but yeah, kind, that's rewind. that's my frustrations. It's just we're <laughs> we're we're not we're not thinking. You know what I mean? We're not we're not we're we're trying to play aggressive, but but still safe. You know what I mean? When it's within a realm of like yeah. our thought process, yeah. and it's very frustrating. And I think, I think a the little fact too safe for me. Well, I think the fact that last year our run in the playoffs, we ran with a three-five-two with Pablo, and that he's seen success with it. But it really it was the fight of the players, not the formation, that's created that. Yeah, until we didn't see success, and uh, Portland kind of and and it's Ruiz's fault somehow. That, that's what I don't get. I don't get why Ruiz wasn't in at the beginning. Well, also, so Ruiz misses a penalty kick, right? Which it's not his fault. He shouldn't have been taking it. But that's what I'm saying wait, too. Wait, he didn't miss a penalty. Let's be clear. His penalty was blocked. That's a, that's a very big difference. If you miss the goal on a penalty, that's way different than having your I th- penalty blocked. I thought about blocked. you and uh, Ricky Poosh, the Catalan striker from or midfielder. Yeah, uh, took his penalty kick. Was that a good penalty kick by? Well, the fact that he ran straight at it, kicked it into a spot where the goalie typically goes, makes it a decent penalty kick because it was oh, on kind of like the way Ruiz did. I yeah. was to say it was exact same penalty. Yeah, kick. same penalty. Same penalty kick. And if the keeper stays at home or dives the other way, no one says anything ever about the penalty kick. All However, from now on, I will. I will say if the keeper goes the other way, that's not. That would have been saved. Uh, well, yeah, it's not a great penalty, but it no. went in because the keeper dove the other way. But if you look at the second penalty of this game, where he roofed it, keepers don't go to the roof. No, that wasn't a roof. You yeah, watch it again. Oh yeah, it went high. Yeah. We'll, we'll it, get went did, high. it did go we'll high. Get there. We'll get keepers there. Keepers we'll don't die. We need. We haven't even got to uh, anyway. Orange slices. Uh, I'm gonna go first because there was a player we didn't really talk about who I thought had a great first half. Herrera. Herrera. Dang it, that was mine. I was going to go with him. I loved it when he got into it with, with uh, Poosh. He kind of picked him up and held him. No, Poosh landed on him. And cradled it? him and gave him a little, rocked him to sleep. Oh, you're- and then Herrera shoved him with two hands. I was like, yeah, dude, get off our boy. Like, oh, it's like dude. he was hauling him into Disneyland. Get on, come on, come on, let's go. 
You must be 48 inches to ride the ride. You can't, but your daddy can. But I thought Herrera. Herrera's had, he's one of the few players that had a bite all season long. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't helped us hey, out a I'll, little bit. I'll take a red card once a season for that. But uh, I'll, I'll give my orange slice to Herrera. I thought he had a really good first half. Well, most of the RSL players had a, a decent first half. Yeah, good fight. Uh, so mine, mine's Herrera. Go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was gonna pick. <clears throat> no, you you should go first because I got two. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go Oviedo. Okay. Um, I think I think we finally found the quality that we need in that position. Um, even though he is a little bit older, he he still shows that he's ready to play and he's got the fight, and he brings a higher quality to that left side. Really, you like that guy? Huh? Yeah, and I just I feel like we get we we got. So three five two right. If we put Oviedo back left, we have for some reason put a lesser quality in the middle, and then we put a quality quality up front. It's like no 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 no. Stack the left side, stack the right side. You know, p- be organized with this because we're like literally one good piece away from having an absolute great side to go up. You know what I mean? Like we we can counter super well. We can create better. There's so much opportunity. It's very frustrating. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brody. Oh, <laughs> Your boy Brody. Brody does so much for the team that he doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Works hard. Constant work rate. I, I was going to pick Loffelson, too. Because on defense, he was like playing the point. Uh, it was interesting. He kept He kept pressuring their center backs. And I'm like... Is he supposed to be doing that? Is, is he out of position? Why is Loffelson pressuring their center backs? I loved it. I, I loved it, too. I just thought that that was... So we had a quite a different shape on defense than we did when we attacked. And I, I thought that that was cool. I thought it was really cool. And Mastroni... Uh, Minestrone. Minestrone. He hasn't, he hasn't come on the podcast yet, so it's Minestrone. Oh, yeah. Put the oh, team yeah. together that way on We're purpose. I like that. I really like, like that. We should probably invite him at some point. We have, but he hasn't been listening. Pablo, you are invited to our podcast. We will have you anytime. Um, so one thing I just wanted to add. So that was Brody, right? Sava gets a little tripped. We get the ball back, and um, they do a lackadaisy pass, and Brody steals it. Right? That was Brody. Yeah. And then he does a little zigzag, and then he puts it on his cultured left foot. He does not have a cultured left foot. Blast that ball right to the hands of the keeper. That guy's impressive. That that actually like, was a, probably the best save of the game for that guy. Oh my gosh, man! I just, I just best save of the game. Brody, he's a solid, cool guy. He hustles. He's got fight. He's got grit. Yep. But he needs some technique, homie. You want quality out of him? I need way more quality. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we bring a guy to take his spot. And he shows us that he can take his spot. But then we don't sit him out. Like Be- Why? Why, though? Because he's a f- Pablo's afraid. No, he's not afraid. Because Brody... Shows through his hustle that he deserves to be on the field, just like Loffelson. It's not always their skill, but by their hustle. And that's what Pablo values. And so they get playing time based upon their hustle. 
And Brody's too. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's. But the I would. Reality I would, I would rather have Brody play higher. Put him on the right side. Well, that's where he was <clears> this <throat> game. They did move him out, and Brody on the left back is playing out of position. So, but, but and there was a shout he, for, for like, is, the question is: Does he have a position then? I guess right. There's a better way to use him. He can be such a good disher. He could be so good at dishing the ball. He he needs to, he needs to be somebody who can thread the ball to a person, right? So in that same situation we just watched, he decided to take an extra touch and then shoot on goal. Who was open? No one. Cordova was open. You <laughs> yeah. want to rewind it? He rewind was, it. He was not really open. Oh my gosh, he was. You get same left foot could put that right to Cordova. All right, no, go forward. Go forward. You just passed it. No. Oh no, right that, that was a replay. This. Sorry. Boom. Cordova is on the left. But there's a guy in between him. No. So he's, he's a little bit open. Pause it. Go, yeah, go, go back go, there. 15 seconds. Go back 15 seconds. Me right here, huh? Does that look like a field goal to you? Because that looks like space to me. He's not ready. Cordova can get a way better touch. And if we do that, Salva can then pop in and we have a better chance. So this is where I'm frustrated because Brody... He can squiggle around, but I think that's because he's known around the league as a guy who can't finish or doesn't have a way of scoring, for the most part, right? For the yeah, most part. He's made fair. some great goals. It's a fair point. But if we get him to play a true midfield and have him dictate by creating options for other people, he is a phenomenal asset to the team. But if he feels that he has to do everything or that he has to shoot the ball, our team is not doing something correct. And just looking at that gap right there, Cordova, who yeah, finishes right the, now? At the end, it did open up. At but first, look, when he started the run, he wasn't open. But loved, as, he, as he did, it did open up. Okay. Yeah. So we got this great Still, run. Again, Good pass. Look, he's he's done his job right there. Gave Sava, a, Sava was great. Now watch. He's going to steal the ball right here. So look at this. So do you see that? So you're talking about as soon as he gets the ball. So he has an option right here to play into Cordova, who Who's can not then play. Ready for it. Well, no, he's he's ready. Look, he's looking right at him. Right. That's a great ball. But and he, then Loffelson can play off of it. So this is a perfect give and go for a three man play. And then you press play. First touch. He cuts back. This is where Cordova looks way more appetizing. He could play it. But because he's so fast-paced minded and he's trying to get a goal, trying to get a goal, we waste our chances. So that's my frustration. No, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I see it there. Uh, but that's I feel like we're not understanding our players. Realistically. To, to some degree, I think you're right. I think the players have to learn from each other and learn what each other are doing at any given moment. Tyler, but, you but just that got, was a good shot. I you mean, you just got so shot. attractive right now. Oh my gosh, man! I'm feeling hot and heavy over here. <laughs> but I mean, but it wasn't a bad shot. I mean, it was, it was left a bad footed, shot. His no. off foot, so he probably should have passed it. But <clears throat> but I mean, that's where that's where if we if we have a a better plan, we have a better understanding of all the qualities of the players. We are going to be so more threatening because Cordova is great at finishing, right? Because he's comfortable with taking that, you know, backwards touch to set him up, give and goes, all that. Like, we just have so much 
there's I you know put me in coach put me in <laughs> give me to be like the vice assistant coach or something like that where I can just be like hey it'd be kind of cool if we tried this and then just sucked out you know what I mean yeah I don't I do know what you mean yeah yeah but you know Brent who who was your orange slice to you give it to I gave it I gave it to Herrera Herrera I, I thought he had a uh, a great first half. Well, that's good. That we should probably just edit all that out. That's good. Yeah, let's edit all that out. <laughs> so people... You can't call for an edit if you're not willing to do it, okay? If you're not going to step in and man up and edit it your own self. Well, I thought you were going to edit out that first part on the last episode where I was like talking I was like, about no, something. Dude, I'm I leaving it in. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no, he left that in. I got to watch what I say. Yeah, talking about how racist The Simpsons used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no! It was Z one hundred and five, the uh, SNL podcast. Remember when he talks about the Indian guy in a box? Oh, I thought you were talking about a poo. Yeah, oh no no, not a, they a can't poo. do that anymore. Yeah, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. But so anyway, uh, anything else for halftime? We're gonna talk about uh, the officiating, or yeah, I I think the officiating was really odd. Um, there there was that altercation on the sideline that i i thought it was very obvious that arujo deserved a yellow i thought it was yeah. warranted i thought it was warranted to be a slightly devious play and and there were multiple plays throughout the game where players would come together and their player would just like i don't know sit on our shoulder or give us a big bear hug and i was like what what are they doing it reminded me of the the silly time when Chiellini like played volleyball. You know, it's like what? Oh, what are you doing, bro. dude? I still think about. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was just like, if it's an intentional handball like that, get him out of the game. Was, you know what I mean? That goes against everything you've been ever taught in soccer. Kind right? of like the Chelsea play. Which Chelsea Did you play? see that over the weekend? Um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but he was falling down and he reached out and oh, tapped, he hit the ball with hit his the hand. ball with his hand. Um, and they, I don't. Did they give him a yellow? I think they gave him a yellow. Yeah, I th- but it w- should have been Doxo and. Um, it, yeah, he he felt he was fouled and he was trying to grab the ball to start it. You know how they do that a ton in England. Oh, they yeah, fall yeah. on the ball and grab it. You know, and it looked like he was trying to do that, but he was the last man back, right? Yeah, well, it was out on the left side, and the or close to the last man back. He was it, on the back line. Yeah, but. Uh, I thought of that play with Cialini where it's deliberately doing that to stop the play, and you know, ultimately, all it is is a yellow. But that's also like Maradona's famous goal, you know, the hand of God or whatever, where he oh, jumped yeah. to do a header and he put his hand up. If it's, I think it needs to be changed. I think if it's a deliberate handball, it needs to be a deliberate red card. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems harsh, but also it seems <laughs> stupid to do it. You know what I mean? There should just be certain teams that that's a, a red card. And other teams, it's not. <laughs> it's how egregious we think it is. They should dial up the RSL random fan podcast. They should and do a, ask quick, us. a quick fan poll. Yeah. Does yeah. this team need a red? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Ojeda, when he magged Ricky Puig right before the end of the half, that made me laugh so hard. I was dying. I love that kid. I hope we sign him from Nottingham. And he becomes our Kyle Beckerman style player. Yeah, well, hate is going to be good somewhere. Yeah. All right, anything so else? Second, second half. half. Are we ready Moving for the second? Into the, the second half. 
So second half we come out, we're playing well again. It's kind of the same type of game that it was before. Um, we're, you know, kind of sitting back a little bit because we're ahead and they want the ball because they're behind. And, you know, kind of kind of pressuring them here and there in spots and in places. And, and I think we're playing well overall. Fair assessment. I thought it was funny they subbed in Gasper and subbed out Raheem Edwards like at the half. He had a little knock. Okay, must have been. They were in the first half. He had a little knock, and then he they subbed him at halftime. Because when he was at Minnesota, Gasper, we scored on him like three different times and won the game. And like, I think that we got him kicked out of Minnesota. It's like uh, you you know when you see that matchup and you just like oh yeah that, we're like going you just at have that an guy. edge on it yeah 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 you know, and uh, but hey he found his home in Galaxy and for an outside back that can't run very fast he you know he's he's showing up and doing his thing so in the first half in the in in the box um, it wasn't Chicharito it was somebody else came through it might have been Arujo. And oh, after the penalty, slapped yeah, him in the slapped face. Slapped him in the face, kind of got a finger in the eye, but it, a little bit more. But this one is in the second half, and Ricky Puig, it almost looked like to me like he was lining him up, lining him up, and wanted to wanted to drill Offelson because Offelson looked like he pissed the whole LA Galaxy team off with his hustle. I know. He's like doing that uh, pressure dog you talked about, X dog, and. He just drilled him right in the How right old the is uh, Ricky Pui? He's like, he's like uh, 22. 17. 22. 18. Well, he's got a 16-year-old haircut. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Can you style it? <laughs> I mean, he's going for like the two or three-inch hair in the front. He, he and doesn't then care, it down man. In the he's back. in a soccer game. Let it, yeah. He does have puffy hair, though. He kind of reminds me of like a, a European Caldwell. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. He's, only, he's, only with a lot more talent. You know, he's still ordering a size small, but it looks like a large. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, he he actually, from what typically happens with LA signing stars and people who come over and expect it to be easy, I actually loved his hustle. He hustled a lot in this game. He's so a, I mean, a, to me, it's more respect than Chicharito, who's like flopping oh everywhere, my gosh, yes. throwing his arms, and, you know. The, the I do things like Brant loves about the game. <laughs> I do like Ricky. I think he's uh, going to be a good player. I, I would love to have him on our team um, and get him away from that bad influence from Chicharito, right? Who's uh, going to teach him all the things you're not supposed to do. So then, but after, Brennan Brennan feels a little bit different about Ricky Puig. Uh no, I think Ricky I think Puig. he's a I think he's a top quality guy. I was just making fun of his appearance. Oh, you know what I mean? Supposed just to in a shallow sort oh, of way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, I was just noticing his haircut, and I was like, you know, you could, you know, shave it down a little bit. I don't know. Loughlison kind of has the same spiky front hair. But he's doing the high top fade, though. Do you see that? It's uh, a nice high top fade with a okay. little bit of a chop on the top. I mean, what about Luna, though? He's kind of got Luna, that, like... So, Luna's doing the classic Hispanic <laughs> mullet. Um, the only thing is, is he's got, he's kind of got a wide head, um, and so it kind of fans out like a porcupine. And it's kind of cool. I mean, from the side, it looks really sick. Yeah, um, like Silva's. It, it's trying oh, to be a Silva. It's I'm not, like a I'm not junior lie. version like of Silva. Silva's. Yeah. Silva's got a good good cut. Um, Cordova sometimes has a good cut. Sava usually has like a typical, you see it on the poster when you go into the barbershop. <laughs> You're like, can I get the Savarino? <laughs> so, 
But yeah, good. I like our hairstyles on the team. It's pretty cool. Yes. I mean, I do miss the dreads of Beckerman though. That was like my favorite thing is when you get to a game and you see him warming up and you're like, oh, there's Beckerman. That was cool. Right. I like I make, I miss Beckerman. <laughs> After uh, Loffelson <laughs> caught the ball with his face uh, yeah. from Ricky Pooj. Is it Pooj or Pui? Because it's Pui is. I, the, the Catalan uh, pronunciation is Pooj. A Pooj. Okay. At least that's but what I heard Spanish, on a soccer game. <laughs> you, in Spanish, you don't really say that. I thought it was Pui because um, yeah, baseball players, Cubans, yeah. you know, there's Luca Pui. Yeah. In Spanish, you say Pui. Well, that's the Catalan version that Pui. someone mentioned in the. Yeah. So or they could have just been like the catamarans? So Is he part of a catamaran? It's kind of. Catalan area is kind of like the Quebec of Spain. Oh, right? I get it. Quebec kind of wants to be their own thing French. and be their French and wee wee and all that stuff, right? Okay. And Catalan, if you will, that's the English way to say it, uh, is, is kind of the top right corner of Spain and they want to be their own country. Anyway, you can look that up. There's your homework. Do some work on your history. We get it. Um, side note for all the listeners here. Um, next time in a post, we'll post something. Um, please please let us know if you like homework. Because, I mean, I was never a fan of homework. <laughs> I felt I did my best in class. So if you don't like homework, just, just give us a shout. Let us know. Or just don't do it. I'll keep assigning it. Or just don't do it. But, I mean, that kind of gets annoying. They're like, oh, they're talking about homework again. Oh, my gosh. And then in the 60th minute, there was like a, like Brody came in and cleared the ball and Jasper just clocked him, dude. And I was like, where's the yellow on that? Stop. What are you doing? Right? Like there were four or five really strong challenges like that where our guys got decked and not even, no yellow, no talking to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, is he just like glorying in his last refing he's like ah, i'm not gonna i don't even care uh, well, I, I didn't really see too much i mean it was a collision but it was also it was fair play to the ball well there's a another example first half no yellow but we did get the foul when um cordova was getting pressured by ricky Pug and cordova just kind of tried to get around him and hit him in the face because his elbow is right at his oh, face. I hate that call. And then in the second half, like uh, Gasper went through Brody and kind of did the same thing, caught him with the elbow in the forehead, knocked him down, and no foul. So to me, that, that where the ball is matters a lot. If Cordoba is shielding the ball and you're a short guy and you come in hard and you put your face right where his arm is and his arm's just out. Let's let's say for sake of argument, his arm is just out, and you come and run into his arm. You get the call almost every time, and that bothers me. That there shouldn't be an advantage to short players just because they're short and they run into your arm, right? Like that shouldn't be an advantage in the sport of soccer, but to many referees, it is. A lot of times they'll say play on because you initiated the contact as the short guy. Right, and if the short guy initiates the contact, play on, dude. You know, you're the one that ran into his arm. You can't, you can't expect a foul out of that. You know, I don't know. That bothers me. So also, second, when Julio doesn't get back from offsides, that bothers me. Well, second half, we didn't talk about the subs yet. So, in the 58th minute, this was right after Luna, like I said, was saying that caught the ball with his face. You had Julio come in for Cordova, 
Um, and then Luna came in for Loffelson. The injured Loffelson. The injured Loffelson. And they did say on the broadcast that it was a concussion sub, which yeah. didn't, didn't matter. I mean, we still only used four subs that I could see. Um, but thoughts on the subs. I was interesting. I liked Julio coming in, but um, I was trying to figure out who he could have come in bef- besides Cordova because I thought Cordova was playing uh, really well. I thought so too. Well. I thought I thought that was an odd change for me. I think, and, you know what I mean. Like I feel like why why are we doing Julio for Cordova? Well, I think Pablo loves to to stretch the field as he calls it. Right, he likes to really get out there and and put Julio in where he can be dangerous. And Julio can be dangerous when we're either ahead or tied, and and to lob balls over the top and get in behind. Like he did that to LA last year when they came to Real Salt Lake. We we basically lost that game, played horribly, and Julio rescued us with two goals last year. So I think Pablo was like, all right, now we put in our speed and it destroys them. But they were ready for it. Their center backs stayed home. Every well. team has been ready for Julio. And that and that that's discounted the way he's been able to get after it this year. He has not had the same year he had last year. And maybe it's he feels like he's not having to play for his life, you know? Cuz football is life, man. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> got injured from running too fast. I mean, he's gotten injured for sneezing. Yeah, so, it certainly hasn't been the same as last season. But I thought it was interesting. I thought Cordova was more dangerous and could have stayed on. Um, but I don't know who you take off for him, unless you take off Caldwell. 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 <laughs> we take off Caldwell? Well, we did. Can I get in Caldwell for seven- 500, please? I, know. I was like, finally, after, in the 72nd minute after the Well, especially if we're running... PK. We're, we're pretty much running a 4-4-2, right? I mean, we were, we were adapting to them, right? And we were running pretty much a 4-4-2. I mean, put, put Julio in for Caldwell, move him up. You know what I mean? And then we put Sabarino back so we can have space. And we run like a, a 4-3-1-2 or something. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, but that's too that's too edgy. That's, yeah, cause, that's some new age stuff. Yeah, I could have dropped Oviedo back at four in the back and then... I don't know, but anyways, was, can we talk about can we talk about the decision of the worst decision kind of Stott's career? Can I? Cause, so the ball gets played in behind, and and uh, you know, great pass, great, great pass. pass. Um, uh, Ricky Puig, Ricky Puig plays it into Chicharito. Chicharito gets a step into a step into Silva. He's he's behind Silva. And I love the fact that he knows Stott doesn't call the penalty. He's had enough of Chicharito all game, and he's not giving in to Chicharito's BS. But that right. didn't last very long. So Silva kind of comes in and, and you know, like his typical way, bull in a china shop kind of style, um, gets close and, and he reaches up with his hand and he pulls on his shoulder. And I, to me, that's the first rule of flop, right? As soon as you feel pressure in your shoulders in the box and someone pulls on you, you fall down. Like, right? That's the first rule of flop, right? You get in the box, somebody touches you. Mexican League touches your shoulder. 
you now have a rash. You got to go yep. down. Fire off, right? Get that yep. spray ointment. Jump and throw yourself crazy, right? <laughs> I need some aloe. Right? So second thing that happened, which is a little sad, um, and they showed this on Instant Replay. If you go watch the Instant Replay, it actually starts with this play. Um, then the Chicharito sticks his foot out in between Silva's legs. And so Silva follows through and kicks him because he's running. Mm-hmm. to try to get back on side. So Chicharito, savvy, his savvy comes out, and he kind of sticks his leg out. Then he launches himself to the ground, and that's why he didn't call the penalty kick right away, because he launched himself, and he it, at the end it looks like he's tr- he's like fighting a concussion, you know? it Just the way that he went down, and... He, I don't know if he put his head on the ground and, or just ended See, up with a little but headache my thing is, or something. Is, but he threw himself pretty hard to the ground. My thing is, he's no longer playing the ball. He is full on just playing the defender. He takes his first touch, and then look, he's literally running in front. And Silva turns is, his body and sticks Sil- his foot backwards. But Silva between Silva's legs. But Silva's not reaching. He's running, and then uh, see, look at that. Silva's running towards the ball. And then he cuts him off. Like, they should have equal right to that ball. Am I right? Well, they do, yeah. They do, but uh-huh. then he takes his right to go in front of Silva, which is not in line with the ball. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my frustrating. But, you know, instant replay is going to say, well, you know, he does trip him up. Blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, it's like, okay, great. But when is the defender who has equal right to the ball get a chance to do that if the person just runs in front of him and tries to box him out? Right. So if Chicharito just stops where he is right now and the and the ball is, I don't know, four feet away, hard to tell because it's not a three-dimensional dim- image. I have a strong here. feeling that Stott would have said, no, my, my, my no call is the call. I feel like... I feel like well, bef- st- before we get there, like what, this goes to VAR, right? So Stott in his ear, here's the... Hey, the, there might be something. Who was it? Gonzalez? Yeah. Yeah. Jorge Gonzalez is up in the VAR booth. So Stock goes over to the monitor to look at the play. The monitor is broken. It is not showing the play. And Stock can't look at it again with new eyes. He can't look at a replay from a different angle. He can't change his call. Right? Isn't that isn't that the point? It's the referee's call. It's not the VAR's call. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but unless it's clear and obvious and you can show the ref on the field where he made a mistake, that's the whole point of VAR, is to help the official on the field get it right. Is this a a clear and obvious penalty? I think it's a clear and obvious flop. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody that watches it agrees with that. And I, I think it's too bad that we don't get the guys on on uh, instant replay to to take opposite sides on these things. They always agree. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Well, of course you agree, Charlie Davies. You were a striker. So you, you, were, the bi- you were the you biggest were, flapper. Yeah, you, you got a penalty kick in Salt Lake against us for exactly flopping. So the, the other guy should take the other side. Well, how about the flop? Look, here, the ball's here. And, and just take the other side of it, even if it's... Well, yeah, I could see where it could be called both ways. 
how can you overturn it without seeing it? I guess uh, according to what we heard during the game and then after that uh, in the previous game, I guess, VAR the, it didn't work. Monitor failed. Monitor failed, and so they just went with what was on what was the call on the field. On the field. <laughs> but I guess it was egregiously bad. It must have been egregiously bad, and they went with – It was clear and obvious. With the bad call on the field. So they said, well, all right, moving forward – we're we'll go with, go with the, the VAR DM. because they have more time to look at it. But in this case, I I agree with you. I think if um, Stott gets to take a look at this, and who knows, this is where if we wanted to start a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy where they start it, yeah, yeah let's they, start they, it. They There's a little switch over there. They can just flip the monitor off on the on right. There. I don't know, but I think if Stott goes and watches this, I think he comes back with the same. The same thought that he had. He's trying to not. bait the defender into contact and throwing himself to the ground. Which, because if you look at it as an RSL fan, that's what you see. And if you look at it on the other side, you see, you know, Silva coming in, put his hand on his shoulder. If we're going to play right, on both no, sides, no, no, yeah. Then uh, there, the only thing I would fault Silva was would be for not knowing who he is uh, defending for a second and touching chicharito if you don't touch him he's he's gonna uh it's gonna look even worse but the second he sticks his arm out touches his shoulder chicharito does all of his um backflips backflips you know what? and also like if silva were to stand over him and say some mean words to him chicharito would have shot up and oh, then yeah. we'd have a different situation so i say hey silva Swear at him, cuss his mom, do something. Yeah, you know, in Spanish, so that way he really understands it. Right, right. And then that way he can shoot up and get in his face, and then pretend he gets hit in the face, and then goes down, and then <laughs> v- then VAR is forgetting face. all about this, and he's like, "Yeah, Chicharro didn't get hit in the face." You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. That it's disappointing. Just a, it's so disappointing because the game shouldn't hinge on that. No, the game shouldn't be played like that, and. This goes back to L.A. has won 14 penalty kicks this year. 14. RSL? Two. Well, L.A. Galaxy sure did pay for those 14 penalty kicks. I mean, how much does Chicharito cost? I don't know. Follow the money. But, yeah. So, yeah. um, Then uh, after the penalty kick, it's one-to-one, and it went pretty much back and forth. We had a couple of subs. Ruiz did finally come in the 72nd minute, and then Miram came in for Oviedo in the 86th minute. 86th? Which, 86th. I don't so know. Late. I, well, I think because of the quality of Oviedo, he wanted him out there as long as he could, and then Oviedo, you know, he was getting gassed, and Miram is a great option to put in. Um, and, and he only got, what, like, total of six minutes, give or take, because it wasn't there only, like, five minutes of stoppage time? Yeah, yeah about six, so, minutes. So we got and, about nine minutes. But, I mean, in those six minutes, he still put in a good cross that we had, because, I mean, let, let's talk about Glad. Yeah. Glad Mir- Miriam's quality is great. Glad could have finished this game twice. Twice. Realistically. Yeah. The first header was from Miram's cross into the box. He slide Glad slides in unmarked, told like great freaking header right on the goal line. Goalie gets his right foot luckily on it, like he wasn't even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, he like, just it, stuck his leg out and it hit. Oh, it. no, 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 he was just sliding to the right and his leg was dragging and yeah. the ball hit him right in the leg. That's what I'm saying. He, he didn't know much about it, right? No, it was it was such a good quality header, but it was right at the goalie. And then the second one, the same thing, he gets 
20 oh. seconds later. 20 seconds later, yeah. He gets away from it, and he shanks it up above the goal. Yeah, like inside the six both times. I think if he was thinking about that second one so much, he didn't think the first one, and just boom, the, boom, yeah. the goalie just happened to be there. The second one, he's thinking, oh, I got to avoid the goalie. He got to, you know, he's got to get it on frame, and then he put it to the it corner. Yeah. And he had, he had both sides of the goalie. The goalie no. was like coming right in front of him. He could have gone back oh, post. Could oh yeah. So yeah, and then I I saw a few posts out there that were like, get rid of Glad. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's the most dangerous player in the end of the game, and he sat and defended world class players the whole game long. And you want to get rid of him? You're an idiot. Yeah, that's that's the that's the cancel culture that we have right now. <laughs> and I thought that my only question was maybe you get Merriman before the 86th minute. Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, uh, they didn't call us, but um, I don't know if. Uh, who you bring in? Maybe, maybe that's a spot where you, if, if Oviedo, you wanted to keep four in the back and you wanted to stay tight there. Maybe it was Ojeda that you bring off um, at or, that moment. You know, maybe you bring on Chang. Maybe Chang has, <laughs> has stuff. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> quit. No. Hey, don't no be mean, guys. No one ever brings on Chang. Okay, guys, quit being mean. Okay, this is our team. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has a fair shot. There's a reason why they're on this team. Or, That's a or, good point. Good point. or maybe you bring on um, Miriam for uh, Caldwell instead of Ruiz for Caldwell. I don't know. And play, have him play higher, and then that way Brody, we go to a four four two Oviedo. Back maybe that left. was the sub, and you bring Ruiz, Ruiz later. I don't know. But uh, obviously we had the opportunities. LA Galaxy also had some great opportunities. Ricky Puig almost, Puj almost uh, ended it. Oh, oh, top of the crossbar. Oh, what a shot. Yeah, that was beautiful super shot. Super weighted. Uh, McMath didn't even put his arms out. Uh, he were... knew he was beat. And But then also, um, there was another one. Uh, I don't remember who shot it. It went past McMath, hit the post. Oh, yeah. And then McMath tried to get his hand on it. And then, yeah, that was I think it was Herrera part. that slid in front of the second attempt, and it went over the bar. So they had equal chances, too. Um, but I, man, I just wanted to see... Glad do his dance, like I just I just want to <laughs> see know. him do his the old man dance, dance. Yeah, yeah. old man whatever you call it. I want that so bad. Yep, yep. That would have been a great way to end that. But as it is, and and actually, Julio and Luna to me were both quite disappointing. Once they, once they once we made those two subs and Cordova and Lawfelson came off, it's like we didn't know how to play Julio because he kept getting offside and. Um, Luna played okay, but he wasn't Lawfulson. You know what I mean? And it changed the game in a negative way for both of those guys to come on. So for me, sec- that that sub didn't work. Yeah, I was really surprised watching the game. I was really surprised that Julio did not find a way to put his imprint on the game somehow. Yeah. I He was a little offside all the time. I was like, come on, man. Get onside. Because there was one play where... They could have played him on, but he was 10 feet offside. So that was disappointing, and I really thought for all of the ways that Luna has changed games in the past, he couldn't find a way to he make did almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was really surprising, and maybe that's what they're seeing. I mean, Well, probably it was you know, a rush to get a goal. You know what I mean? Like it was the mindset of, hey, we need something to happen, and that doesn't allow you to you know, find your, find your rhythm and get into the game. 
But they gave him plenty of time. He came in in the 58th minute. You yeah. would have. Um, and maybe yeah. he would have been better if uh, with more time with Miram because they seem to have a good relationship. Oh my gosh, yes. They so, they complement each other so well. It's, you know, it's easy to be hindsight is 2020, 20, but I don't know. Obviously we've shown we don't have the we don't have any answers to those questions, but <laughs> and that's the hard part for me is when we look down the bench and we're like, "All right, who should we put in?" All right, we got Bees. <laughs> All right, we got uh Can we stop there? <laughs> we got Luna uh, we got Miram, who's a proven commodity, but after that, it kind of drops off. If that's our bench, right? Like, like Luna could do something cool. Throw him in and see what happens. You know, like ah, that. That's tough. That's really tough. It's almost as tough as trying to watch a blank screen and make a you know penalty call, <laughs> VAR call, a game changing decision. <laughs> oh boy! But you know that's our sales luck. Well, so. I'd say they they have had a lot of luck this year, not on the field the last eighteen games, but uh, in other games they've had a lot of luck. They have kept. Uh, there's two things they have no business being seventh uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, eighth. Uh, eighth, they have no business being eighth or even in the playoff hunt. They should be in the fourth or fifth spot if they just played half as good as they did in the first half and the second half of these last eighteen games. And the other teams that have done such a great job keeping them in the playoff race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So we do find ourselves same place last year, last game of the season, although we're at home, so that means there's more pressure. Last, last, last year we the were road in Kansas City. In Kansas City. Uh, so we want to – We anything left on the this game? I mean, it was – they played better than I thought they would. LA Galaxy didn't play as well as they thought they would, and it ended up in a 1-1 draw that was probably a good result for both teams. I mean, LA did make the playoffs. They only needed a point, and maybe that's why they weren't um, too... Yeah, they weren't pressing as hard at the end of the game for that final goal. So should we talk about standings now? Because yeah, standings, standings. standings are important because... Um, last game before last the Last game, right? Now, here's the thing. If RSL win... And, well, they can't catch L.A. in in wins, but they could end up as high as fifth. Um, If they scored 14 goals and beat (laughs) Portland by 14 goals, they will pass both Portland, Nashville, and Minnesota and take fifth place. So all they have to do is win by 14 to pass Nashville, who is a positive 10 goal differential on the season. Uh, RSL are still a minus four. So uh, that's 40 goals for RSL and 44 against. Um, we are a perfect 11, 11, and 11. Stop the presses. Let's stop right now. Don't go any further. Wins, losses, and ties. 11, 11, and 11. Ooh, that's a setup for a great run in the playoffs. Right? That's good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 1.33 perfect, you know, Goals per or uh, points per game, and good enough for forty four points. Now forty four points puts us in eighth place, but right behind us is Vancouver with forty three points, and they have twelve wins on the year. So if we end up tied with them, they would get the spot ahead of us, but they can't tie us because um, if they tie, they're still out of the playoffs. So 
Um, we, if we win, we would take Portland's spot in the playoffs. Portland are sitting on 46 points. They're 11, 9, and 13, so pretty similar, but they're positive two goal differentials. So if we win, we pass them on points. Um, we would also pass them on tiebreaker, which is wins, um, to have 12 wins, but we wouldn't pass Nashville unless we beat them by 14 or more. So, <laughs> so we have to have so a good offense uh, figuring out. Well, was, yeah. And then the other part of the seating is what does Minnesota do? They're sitting on 45 points. They're in last place inside the playoffs. They've been tanking all season long. They have a really strange record at home and away. Um, and they just, it's super odd that they are where they are. But uh, if they win, they would be on 48 points and they could pass LA and Nashville if they both lose. But again, there's there's a few moving pieces there. But all RSL have to worry about is, do we beat Portland? If we beat Portland, we're in. If we tie, we're probably out because Minnesota we, has... We are out. We are out. Yeah, we're out because Minnesota has the tiebreaker of 13 wins and we only have 11. Yeah, so it's a must so win. So a tie doesn't do it for us. The only, what? the only thing different is if Minnesota loses, we get sixth instead of seventh, right? Correct. And yeah. if Minnesota wins and we win... We, we take, take seventh, seventh. Yeah. which basically means we play LAFC um, probably. No, we play Austin. Right, we'll play Austin and then play LAFC because the, the leftover seed, the lowest seed plays the top seed, right? Yeah, so and we the, would play Austin or... The top no, seed yeah, gets a bye. It would be Austin, and LAFC gets to rest. Which didn't work out well for the teams last year, the Supporter Shield winner in New England who yeah. had like a... Three week wait. Yeah, it was because there was games. an international break in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. One thing we do need to talk about the standings. Um, Seattle Sounders out out of the playoffs. This is the first season in their existence in MLS where they did not make the playoffs, and this kind of makes me mad, right? Because what is Seattle going to do now? They're going to go on and on about how they invented not making the playoffs. It just makes me mad. <laughs> Right, they invented soccer, and now they're going to be all proud about how they invented not making the playoffs. So you win the CCL, you don't have to make the playoffs. Yeah, the funny thing about Seattle is they have a positive one goal differential, and they're the only team sitting out of the playoffs with a positive goal differential in the West. So that that's kind they of strange. Have, they have more wins than RSL. Well, they have twelve. Yeah, and and the funny thing is. Is here are the home records of the teams just below us in the playoffs. Vancouver, 10 wins at home. Colorado, 10 wins at home. Seattle, 9 wins at home. Kansas City, 9 wins at home. These are the teams below us. Here are their road total wins. Kansas City, 2 road wins. Seattle, 3 road wins. Colorado, 1 road win all season long. And Vancouver, two road wins. So the only reason we're in eighth and ahead of these teams is we have three road wins. Thank you, Montreal, New England, and Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, our, our three road wins of the year. So it's hard to win on the road in MLS. Absolutely. So hopefully that is for same situation for Portland next week. So thoughts <laughs> on the game next week. What are the lineups? Do we come out with the same lineup as... Pablo going to switch it up? So for me, we got to do something different because Portland has owned us. They have just freaking owned us, and it makes me want to 
I don't know, mow my lawn five times in a row because there's we we got to break the streak against Portland, guys. Like that has to be the thing. We got to break it. Well, last week I said three one L.A. and it ended up one one, and I said two zero for Portland uh, beating us at home. Oh, are you gonna stick with that? Yeah. Choke uh, under pressure, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that because you know it worked the last time. So I'm gonna stick with two zero. I I do think the pressure is gonna be immense, and there's not even fireworks. Ooh. So, so we got a chance. <laughs> there is no fireworks, so that makes it a little better. But the the pressure is going to be immense, and we'll see how that works for RSL. Is Pablo going to be able to get rid of that, or at home, winning your in against a team that has your number? How does it how does it break down? What did you, what did you guys predict? Are you guys sticking with what you said last week? I think you. I don't even remember what I said. Last I think week. you said seven nothing RSL and and fourteen Tyler. Tyler is going with fifteen to one. And they score late, and that's why we don't pass Nashville. So, oh yeah, because they, they score in the ninety fifth minute. Oh yeah, thirteen to one, and oh man, oh so close, so close. <laughs> so what are you going with for predictions? Uh, we're gonna do a three five two, and we're gonna win two to one. <laughs> he says begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, we're gonna we're gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take a, a two zero win at home, served up. In the uh, what's it called? The Lions Club. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So we are going to be two, up two zero, but and in, in like the 89th minute, um, Portland's going to score because we're going to let them score. Make it. In- we want to make it interesting. Want right. toy with them? There you yeah. go. Yeah. And two to one at the end, right? Yeah, two to one at the end, but we're going to get a lucky call at the very, very end to make it so it's still two one. So we can get the the Cinderella team. Cinderella team, and then uh, it's a good story. We're not going to talk about the actual playoffs. And then all of Cascadia will miss the playoffs. That'd be awesome. Oh, that would be. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we do end up winning, then Portland's out. Yeah. Vancouver's out if we win, and Seattle's already out. Portland wouldn't be out if we beat them. Uh, Oh yeah, Minnesota would have to win. Minnesota has to at least get a draw. Yeah. And I think Minnesota has needed like two or three points since August to clinch a playoff, <laughs> clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, isn't that and, funny? And have uh, uh, tanked it just as bad as RSL has. Yeah. So who's going to tank worse, us or them? It'll be decided on Sunday. And all the games are at the same time, like three Mountain Time. Is that right? Uh, yeah. The first game is like at twelve, twelve thirty. Oh, the, the Eastern East, Conference. Eastern yeah, sorry. Conference plays. Um, I'm such a West biased person you know you're an rsl bias oh and the minnesota yeah. plays vancouver. And in the west so <laughs> minnesota, and minnesota plays vancouver and vancouver still has a shot mm, right so, so if, that mm. game is going to be really interesting yeah you know? mm-hmm. and they've been playing well which is funny i mean because they their goal differentials like negative 15 still but they still have a chance to make the playoffs anyway so it's going to be an interesting day, to say the least. Uh, so, come on, Crowley update. There you go. So, I do have some interesting news. Crowley Town continues to suck bad. They had a home game against Stevenage, and I was expecting <sighs> them to come out and play a little bit better than they did. 
And they did not. They did not. It was just another. It was a 2-1 loss to Stevenage. Stevenage is in third place. And they it was 1-1 one one at halftime. And they had a... You want to talk about poor officiating. Yeah. There was a, a just a blatant handball in the first half. Crawley was down one nothing. Guy kicks the ball in. The guy's got his arm up. He's like 10 feet away. Drills him right in the arm in the box. Nothing. Really? Yeah. They don't have VAR in the... No, they don't have it in, in League 2. And so we ended up getting a goal uh, in late in the first half, or early in the second half. Excuse tying me. So it up. Tying to one, one to one. And then late in the game, uh, Crowley gets a PK against them. <sighs> where On a handball? Oh uh, yeah, a handball. Oh. The ball comes in, and the guy chicken wings up, sticks his oh. arm out, sticks his arm out right in front of the keeper. Dang it! And so, so tough. We end up going down two to one, and Kevin Bessie is still a coach. There's a ton of pressure on. I heard a, I read a rumor that they are red. A rumor. <laughs> I read, I read rumor. a rumor the Reds are that his time might be coming to an end, and they were looking at uh, uh, a head coach for one of the Premier League women's team. And I'm thinking, come on. Crawley, let get a manager that has experience in League Two. Get Rob Edwards. Get someone. But uh, like I said, I would be off the Pablo train, and I'm definitely off the Kevin Betsy train. But both of those thoughts could be wrong. I've been proven wrong before uh, every day, but it's we're still early. <laughs> we're still early in this day. But there is some good news though. If you are looking for a job, Crawley is looking for a kit manager. What? Yeah, mm. you'd be in charge of getting all the kits ready during the during the week and going to all the League One games and there. Can I do that job remote? Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> you just uh, you just have somebody walk around with a, a video camera and you say, "Pick up those jerseys, put those in the wash." So, uh, not going well for either teams. Uh, my favorite teams don't. Be my favorite team, and you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal are doing okay, though. What? How, how is, how's the Arsenal team doing? They're still winning, huh? Winning the Derby, the London Derby. Oh, London yeah. Bridge is falling Wait, down. Who's, who's in their Derby? Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham, who's not very good? Oh, that's right. Oh, oh they're, they're still... Like you know, why don't you, fourth, why don't you try to, why don't you try to a play a powerhouse spot. that is Erling Holland? How about oh, you try playing bro. them? You got yeah. manhandled by that. Don't man. worry, you're gonna get just as manhandled. He's gonna I mean, take I'm, over the world. Cup, I'm predicting bro. a 6-0 against uh, Arsenal because <laughs> Saka's not big enough for Holland. That's for sure. And Mark, Saka, Martinelli missed again. I know he's great, huh? But, but uh, he's a good quality striker, though, yeah, Martinelli. How does it feel to get six put on you, though? Um, it's not bad after a re- refurbish. You know what I mean? I mean, there's still holes. I just I love I saw I read a story um, about um, it was Bruno and somebody else um, some of the guys from Manchester City's um, locker room like uh, like the people that worked there could overhear Bruno and this other guy just absolutely yelling in the locker room talking about how they don't have fight and they don't want it and all this stuff and it's like yes that was needed all last year like that all last year it needed to be owned by the players. And finally, they're seeing the fact that, you know, Eric Ten Hag has um, had this plan. He worked for Ajax. They did all this cool stuff, and he's implementing it there. And it's falling finally on the players because it is the players' fault. You know what I mean? Like In the end. Eric yeah. Ten Hag has set him up 
they've given them an identity, get, put players in the right place, put the like you know got great players in, and realistically, it was just the fact that the players are not you know not standing up for themselves. Well, they get they get one goal against them, and then they're like, well, oh, didn't it's they over. get two? They had three. They, well, no, no, no. Oh, so well, no, I'm saying when the other team scores a goal, they get down. No, no, no. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. well, right after the very first goal, it was it was right back into last year's Manchester United, which was the defeated, and that was it. Yeah. And that was that was really what led to everything. And then after you know four goals, they finally said, okay, let's play. And then it became six three at the end. Did but, Foden have a hat trick too, or was it just <clears throat> yes. Holland? Yes, it was Holland and Foden. And, and you get a hat trick, and you get a hat trick. <laughs> Uh, that's got to hurt, but uh, you know it's coming for your favorite team if they're in the Premier League at all. <laughs> so, oh yeah, they're... Holland is is uh, wow. That guy is what an really good. Player, really good. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see him in the World Cup. I'd love to see Norway like make some serious. Anyway, we'll get to that. If if you want to listen to our World Cup preview videos, yeah, check those out on our YouTube channel and soon to be on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. All right, so it's going to be final game of the year. It's the game we've been looking for the whole year. The very last one. Must win. Must win. Wouldn't it be better if we were like, and it doesn't matter because we're already locked into a seed and blah, blah, blah. Which we should have been weeks ago, but, but then it's not are. dramatic. <laughs> true. It's not dramatic. So we'll ho- we either go out with a bang or a whimper. Yeah, we'll true. see which one. <clears throat> Still buying a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking well, of that, I picked up the Believe jersey, the tank top oh, one. You oh, did? Yeah, that, that oh, was good, man. man. Yeah, I went in the store. That, by the way, if RSL <coughs> Team me. Store oh. on Twitter, they're they got some specials going on. Check them out. Yeah, online and, and also too. Congratulations to Austin Scroggins. What? Who's that? He's the winner of a boombox. Boom, 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 boom. Did a little better. Did I do a better job on taking the random? I love the way we did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was cool. What did we do? He did it. I texted oh, yeah. it to you. I he did, did the little, spin. The spin, the automatic spinner. Oh, yeah. Put everybody's yeah. name in, and then they did the spin the wheel thing. It's like an app thing. Yeah, oh, and nice. randomized it, and Random. Austin Scroggins once. And as soon as the get, as soon as the boombox gets into the store, they're on order. They're just <laughs> waiting for them to arrive. We'll grab Austin and go down there and get his get uh, seven pound boombox. Yeah. Congratulations, man. It's a solid boombox. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be good. It's pretty sweet. So listen to us on all the uh, social medias. Uh, follow us. We look forward to growing this. And uh, like I said, we're going to be here next year. And the following year. And, and the, the year after that. We're never leaving. <laughs> we're not quitting until we get it right. So with so that, never. <laughs> I will say good day. Um, see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> it's two.